0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So Pennsylvania, in the news again. Uh, There's a man in Pennsylvania that you cannot kill. I mean, we have the lady who got sick because of the monkeys, who, by the way, now claims that it wasn't the monkeys that gave her COVID. She was around... Uh, people who had COVID prior to last Friday, which is why she was saying that it was the day from hell because she found out she was with these people who had COVID and then she had the interaction with the monkeys, but I digress. So there's a man in Pennsylvania. We don't know his name, or at least I do not know his name. The story I have does not name him. They named the man who attacked him, Robert Sheets. And they named the district attorney who is prosecuting Sheets, Jennifer Panessa. Now, this Robert Sheets went after this guy, shot the man in out in the woods, and walked away. Now, the guy comes back the next day, and the guy is still alive. So, he shoots him again and hits him in the head with a hatchet and his head and his neck with the hatchet, alright, and leaves him to die the guy crawls out of the woods (laughs) you cannot kill this man, he had internal bleeding, lacerated lung, three deep lacerations to the head and neck, a shattered jaw Of course, he's, you know, I mean, after all that, he's, of course, you're going to be missing your wallet and your cell phone. So he crawled through a cornfield, drank from mud puddles, wasn't sure if he was going to be able to find help, made it to a home. How about you coming out of your house? and there's a guy crawling out of the cornfield, (laughs) couple of bullet holes, hatchet cuts on his head and his neck. Yo, what's going on? So they, you know, got him to the hospital and he is recovered and he testified in the court case against this man, Bobby Sheets, who he said, I always said from the beginning that that man, Bobby Sheets, did this to me. Now, as horrific as that is, and Bobby Sheets should spend the rest of his life in prison, and if there was a death penalty, he should face that himself. However, the guy... That he attempted to kill. We need. It's good that we don't know his name. We need blood work. We need uh, all kinds of DNA. Everything, because that's the kind of guy we need. Uh, that's the kind of. Uh, that's the kind of vaccine we need. You cannot kill this guy. We need the Pennsylvania man vaccine from now on. That's what I want. I want the Pennsylvania man vaccine. You can't kill him. Welcome, welcome to chewing the fat. I knew it. I knew that there had to be something that was making, well, me overweight. Uh, Yeah, I know. It's not my fault. It's not because I keep shoving food in my fat face. (laughs) I mean, the show is chewing the fat. But now I know. Uh, thanks to researchers from the Norwegian University of Science and Technology. And I I am a huge fan of Norwegian University of Science and Technology. They have identified 11 chemicals in common plastic products. We've been hearing about plastics forever, uh, which, I, you know, modern petrotechnology, I'm a fan. But uh, maybe I'm not a fan anymore because uh, the shampoo bottles uh, that we use, uh, studies have shown now that that may contribute to weight gain by impairing uh metabolic process. Thank you! Now I know what the problem is. Almost any type of plastic container may contain such substances referred to as metabolism-disrupting chemicals, MDCs. That's what they call them in the study. Scientists detected them in about one-third of the products they analyzed, including bottles of shower gel, shampoo, conditioner, trash can liners, freezer bags, kitchen sponges, and water bottles. Oh, boy. I mean, I can even use my sponge now? <laughs> I mean, I get uh, You know, I'm okay with not taking a shower. I'm not, really. That's uh, one thing I cannot. Uh, I can't handle Going without uh, bathing, taking a shower, and really taking a shower. Tubs have got to go. Tubs are a silly thing. You're just soaking in your own dirt. I, you know, I get maybe the idea of soaking in a tub and then taking a shower, but the days of a bath, you know, those days are over. We don't live in 1883 anymore. Okay, well, in 1883, we're dipping in the, you know, we're dipping, jumping in the river. But we don't have to worry about the, you know, the huge metal tin pan that we use to wash the kids in anymore. Those days are over. Okay. Anyway, uh, I mean, we have showers. That's what we need. Showers. I I, I am a huge fan of showers and you can't quote me on that, man. If I, If I was ever able to uh, just build my own home, which I have not been able to do in my lifetime. I, I, I it would be great you know, if it were possible. Uh, I would build a shower, a walk-in shower with, it was like a car wash, man. I want at least six shower heads. I want to be able to just walk in and have the power wash on, but that's just me. So there could be hundreds of unique chemical compounds used to make these goods. We know that's modern petro technology. So researchers were able to pluck 11 out of the 34 everyday products that have been linked to weight gain. So now I have another excuse of why I'm overweight. Now, of course, the good thing about this is that this is a study from the Norwegian University of Science and Technology, like I said, and it's, you know, a growing body of evidence that is understudied. So we'll need to do a lot more testing. Oh, you want some more study money? Well, I mean, we can't do it for free. So So if you don't mind, we'd like a whole bunch more money to go ahead and study this, okay? So these related chemicals have also been shown to interfere with hormones in the body, cause miscarriages, and be linked to some diseases, including birth defects and cancer. And now, now, they're being linked to fat cell development. I knew it. I mean, we're going to have to, we're going we're gonna to go back. These The, the uh, earth people, the commune people, have been saying it forever. That we need to wash ourselves with, you know, dirt water. <laughs> so you've got an excuse anyway. If you're if you're overweight or obese, uh, that's a problem. That's a problem. So stop using sponges and stop taking showers or using whatever shampoo you use, and you'll be thin and you'll look wonderful. Wait, you mean I'm identifying thin as looking wonderful? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Let me help you out. I've got a million dollar idea. All right, let me fight back a little bit. I apologize for relating, you know, thinness with looking good. Um i said i think i said this off the air I don't know that i actually ever said this on the air so this is a million dollar idea on my end and i don't know that i've shared it with you before if i have i you know this is this is this actually proves that i was right okay so a few months ago i said you know what's gonna come you know when we have the vaccines and everybody's getting vaccinated and, and let's be clear i am fully vaccinated uh with two shots fully vaccinated moderna that uh, I am uh, the thing that's going to be a huge product in the future is going to be sperm from males that are not vaccinated. And I, I, I stand by that. I stand by that. Now, we find out now that because of the pandemic, there is now a supply chain shortage of sperm. So, they don't say in the story that they're looking for unvaccinated donors. But they do talk about the difficulty of finding good quality donors. And there's a lot of requirements, social distancing, quarantines. Fewer men are showing up to make the donations. A lot of couples have been placed on waiting lists. And they have, there's a problem now with inaccurate donor information, uh, which is also a serious issue. Uh, some are caused by donors that simply lie. Imagine that what people lie on their, on their donor of sperm sheet and, uh, (laughs) and other instances are blamed on administrative errors. Oh, okay. And of course, you know, they don't let you know who the, uh, Donors are, you know, obviously people want to keep the identity of their donors private. And I don't know why in today's world, what does it matter? Everybody wants to know your medical history from down to when you were a child up to today. But anyway, I, that's another story I know. So I know that, and they have a problem. We've had problems with doctors uh, in these fertility clinics that have fathered, you know, hundreds of children. they We don't want that because then that ends up having uh, an issue with uh, inbreeding down the line because we don't know who is who. So anyway, my million dollar idea, <laughs> if you have anyone uh, in your family that is unvaccinated, and you can try it with the vaccination, too. So maybe you do both, and that's a good way to cover all your bases, right? So you have a couple people in your family. One that's vaccinated, males, obviously, and one that is uh, uh, unvaccinated. And you donate sperm, and you just set it up and put it out there on the market. Uh, sperm for sale. Now, you have to I'm not sure exactly how long it has to be... Uh, you know, good until it's frozen. I don't know if there's different containers. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of inner jokes in my million dollar idea, but it is a legitimate million dollar idea. So you're welcome and good luck. God bless. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Oh, where is it? Oh, it's right there. Duh. Okay. Okay. Did you see who died today? <laughs> who died today? And he actually, uh, you know, his death began a couple of days ago uh, Neil Young. While he is not dead physically, uh, his music is dead on Spotify. And, you know, I can appreciate his stance because he's Neil Young. I mean, it was a dumb thing, but he, you know, you could. He said to Spotify, "You can have Rogan or Young, but you can't have both." And uh, Spotify said, "Let me think about it for just a second. Okay, uh, we'll take your stuff off our channel. No problem. Have a good day. Joe Rogan can stay. Now, you know, they've invested a lot of money in Joe Rogan. Uh, Now, it was reported that Neil gets 60% of his streaming income from Spotify, but it was not reported how much that is. So, I'm not real sure, you know, how much money that actually is. Now, you know, 60% of anything is obviously a a chunk. But if it's, you know, if he makes a dollar a month from Spotify... Yeah, you know, he's losing 60 cents a month. Oh, okay, well, uh, I mean, if he makes, you know, 60 cents a month from Spotify, you know, whatever, you, you get my point. I'm not going to, you know, break it down mathematically for you. It would be too much for me, not you. But now we find out that it may have been planned, right? He may have... Uh, actually counted on Spotify pulling the plug so he could get some news about him and get some ink because it was just released that starting today, the 27th of January, 2022, for those of you listening live, Sirius XM is going to have a limited engagement channel, the Neil Young Radio channel. Huh. Huh. So now, uh, you can get the deep tracks and it's going to be, uh, it's going to be available on Sirius and streaming on the XF the SXM app. Uh, the channel is going to include, you know, all the stuff they've got access to all of his stuff, rarities, exclusives, uh, uh, new song from his latest album, barn epic hits with Buffalo Springfield and Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. Uh, I guess he shares insights behind writing and recording the music, so they've got audio stuff. It's going to be really, it'll be actually fascinating. You know, I I know it's Neil Young, I got it. Neil Young is Neil, but I was forced to like him. Uh, you know, over the years, I had a couple of friends that were really huge Neil Young fans, so I had to, was forced to forced to like him. You know, and appreciate what he did. But I will say that this may have been an actual smart move, um, on Neil's part, figure you're going to lose. And if you don't, you still get the ink, right? So you go up against Spotify. Cause maybe I don't, I doubt that he's making very much money from his streaming stuff uh, from Spotify. I think he has his own stuff on the Neil Young website too. That's where he probably makes a lot of his money. And he just made a deal With a U.K. investment fund, this Hypnosis, they now have the rights to the worldwide copyright and income interest from 1,180 songs composed by Young. That was reported to have netted him about $150 million. And that was 50% of his publishing rights. So he still has uh, more go. So he gets the ink for going up against Spotify, win or lose, and then he... Uh, has the SiriusXM channel launch, and, which is getting all kinds of ink now because it launched today and he lost his battle to Spotify, but SiriusXM is there to back up the Neil Young stuff. So it's interesting that uh, it all kind of coincided with one another. Isn't it? It's just funny how, it's interesting how that worked out. And now, you know, we have, uh, I know the Surgeon General has come out against the Joe Rogan podcast should be censored. Um, As Surgeon General, shut up. Uh, Does anybody even know who you are? Uh, I know, what's his last name? Murphy? Yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't take it. I can't can't take it. And and, uh, people from our own government talking about, uh, you know, censoring people's words drives me insane. But I cannot I cannot take it. But so because of misinformation, we've got to limit the spread of misinformation. No, you don't. No, you don't. That's not your job. Your job, Mr. Surgeon General, is to give us information and let us know the facts about our health and about what we're putting in our bodies and about how to get better about it. Then we'll make the decision. That's what America is. Thank you. Now zip it. Although it's you know nice to have Surgeon General Vivek Murthy let us know how he really feels. You know I mean it's it's uh, well that means that if he was to zip it and just give us his uh, give us his facts and uh, documents on our health and like you know like the Surgeon General is supposed to do, um, then we would know that he's a socialist and a communist. And uh, a fascist. Can you be all of those in one? Yes. Yes is the answer. So if I were to ask you, hey, is Disney Plus available around the world? And you would say, well, sure, of course it is. It's Disney Plus. Mm, They're launching a 42 country summer launch across Europe, Africa, and West Asia. Oh. Oh. Okay, when are they, I thought they were already there. Eh, Not so much. Uh, We're going to be launching that in uh, this summer, coming up, okay? Across Europe, Africa, West Area, 42 countries, and 11 new territories. Oh, so you get South Africa, Turkey, Poland, the UAE, (laughs) Albania, Algeria, Andorra, Bahrain, Bosnia, Herzegovina, Bulgaria, Croatia, Czech Republic, Egypt, Estonia, Greece, Hungary, Iraq, Israel, Jordan, Kosovo, Kuwait, Latvia, Lebanon, Libya, Liechtenstein, Lithuania, Malta, Montenegro, Makaro, North Macedonia, Oman, Palestine territories, Good. Poland, Qatar, Gitter, Gutter, Romania, San Marino, Saudi Arabia, Serbia, Slovakia, Slovenia, South Africa, Tunisia, Turkey, United Arab... I said that. And Vatican City and the Yemen. The Pope can get Disney Plus starting this summer. Good. And... uh, they're also going to include Denmark's uh, Faroe Islands, France's French Polynesia, French Southern Territories, Saint-Pierre and the Miquelon Overseas Collective, Finland's Island Islands, the Netherlands, Saint-Martin, Norway's Svalbard, and jean and the UK's British Indian Ocean Territory, Gibraltar, Picaring Islands, and Saint Helena. Good, good, good. Now, how much is that going to cost each of those areas? Man, they haven't announced that yet. And we're not real sure what we're going to charge. I mean, this is saving Disney. Right? I mean, they launched in 2019 in the United States, Canada, and the Netherlands. They now claim to have 118 million subscribers. Within Europe, besides the Netherlands, the service is currently available in Austria, Belgium, Denmark, Finland, France, Germany, Iceland, Ireland, Italy, Luxembourg, Monaco. I thought they were just opening that up in... Spain, Portugal, Spain, Sweden, Switzerland, and the UK. Oh, okay, good. Now, we know that uh, they've launched in Australia, New Zealand, Japan, South Korea, Taiwan, and Hong Kong, and across Latin America. In India, the service is known as Disney Plus Hotstar and is the market leader. Wow. I mean, Netflix is booming in that area, too. I'd be interested to see the differences in there. Subscriberships for that. Huh. And they also uh, they go under the Disney Plus Hotstar brand in Indonesia, Malaysia, and Thailand, where according to this, it operates with a significantly different business model from more developed markets. I hmm. wonder what that is. Really cheap, uh, almost free to all streaming services to all your cell devices with a lot of help from whatever government that is, you know, so if you're going to get into, you know, China, you want to make sure that, uh, they are, have access and are able to change any part of any movie that doesn't fit the China narrative. Funny they they didn't mention that this story weird anyway congratulations to disney if you're planning on traveling to any of those countries uh, in the near future you can't get it sorry it's not available i thought you could get the internet anywhere but maybe that's just me I mentioned getting the internet anywhere. I mean, isn't that what the SpaceX Starlink program is? I mean, he just got done launching, and I say he, Starlink, uh, SpaceX Starlink program, Elon Musk. They just launched their 2,000 satellite, two thousandth, I can't 2,000 satellite. Uh, I know, and he said he wants to launch 40,000 more. I mean, stuff is orbiting the planet. I mean, space junk is out there, man. Now, according to one expert I heard, and, you know, obviously I know astronomers have raised, uh, you know, their concerns over, uh, you know, how it's going to hamper their research and we're going to have, you know, issues with all these satellites orbiting the globe. But I don't necessarily disagree with the, you know, we we don't want to have the crashes into everything. You know what I'm saying? Maybe we do need to get a little... uh, you know, a little, uh, talk to the trash people. Let's start taking care of a little space junk, please. But my point is, is that I heard one, uh, that it really isn't that bad. Cause I heard one expert talking about, uh, you know, yes, he's launched all these satellites, but it was only like, it's added to one tenth or something, a small amount of the satellites and stuff that we have orbiting the globe. So, you know, uh, is it a problem? Well, it soon will be. I mean, if he wants to launch more than 40,000 satellites, uh, that's going to be an issue. There's something going to happen. I don't care who you are. It's going to happen. There's going to be some kind of issue. However, uh, internet anywhere, right? Unless the, these countries have got some blocking systems, which many of them do. I understand that. Uh, most of Most places, most places... On the planet are able to get the internet know what I'm saying, Vern? yeah, I think you do, and we talked about you know you're talking about smashing into uh, uh smashing into other satellites and the the uh, space hotel that we have up there, the space station um apparently there's an out of control spaceX rocket that's on a collision course with the moon. Oh, no. Oh, no. What will we do? Is it going to knock the moon out of its orbit? I don't think so. So, I guess this booster was originally launched uh, from Florida in 2015 as part of an interplanetary mission to send a space weather satellite on a million-mile journey. But after completing a long burn of its engines and sending the... uh, NOAA's Deep Space Climate Observatory on its way to the Lorang Point, uh, gravity-neutral position four times farther than the moon and in direct line with the sun, which I think just got there, right? The Webb, is that? Is this the Webb one? Oh, it could be different. So this is the the one that just got there, the Webb telescope, went to the Lorang 2, right? And they were all happy that it got his, uh, I mean, NASA... Tweeted out, home, home on LaGrange. Uh, we successfully completed our burn to start NASA Webb on its orbit of the second Lorang point, L2, about a million miles from Earth, 1.5 million miles from Earth. It will orbit the sun in line with the Earth as it orbits L2. So, I mean, this all um, this all happened. They launched the telescope on Christmas Day when the uh, Arane 5 rocket deployed its sunshield January 4th. So, yeah, this one is completely different. So This project was a joint effort between NASA, the European Space Agency, and the Canadian Space Agency. Love working with the Canadian Space Agency. Uh, the construction took nearly 30 years. This is going to cost the United States alone 9700000000 billion. I'd be interested to see... What uh, the European Space Agency and the Canadian Space Agency dumped into this? If we spent 9.7 billion dollars, I'm guessing, and I I could absolutely be wrong, but I'm guessing that their uh, their funding was just a tad less than what we had so anyway this booster that I was talking about (laughs) launched in 2015 all right so this was a weather satellite oh yeah completely different but it was going to the Lorang point just not the same Lorang point that the web went to so anyway uh (laughs) apparently Uh, space observers believe that the rocket about four metric tons of space junk is on course to intersect with the moon at a velocity of about 2.58 kilometers in a matter of weeks. So man, if we can keep cameras on that, now we can see this thing crash into the moon. That will be fun to watch unless we're, you know, bummed that we're actually, you know, doing damage to the moon. A bulk of the moon is in the way, and even if it were on the near side, the impact occurs a couple of days after the new moon. So the impact due on March 4th, not a big deal. Okay. Uh, It's not a big deal. I want to see it. Please uh, make sure we're filming. Uh, We spent a lot of money on our space programs. Uh, Elon, at least, you know, send something up and let's film it. Use one of your satellites and have it turn around and face the moon and give me a shot of this thing crashing into the moon. You're going to want to see your stuff crash into the moon. So let's see it. Okay. All right. Good. I mean, Elon is a busy man. He's already talking about how his, uh, his social media accounts are, uh, hampering his security. Uh, Because of his, you know, travel plans. I mean, I believe that. And good news for Tesla. Tesla's plant in Fremont, California, is now the most productive auto factory in North America. That's according to Bloomberg analysis, not chewing the fat analysis. Cranking out 8,550 cars a week. Elon's manufacturing facility beat out more than 70 other legacy car makers. In the 2021 earnings report, it posted a record quarterly profit from its first back-to-back profitable year since it was founded in 2003. $2.3 billion in net profit last quarter. Poof. It also delivered a number of vehicles last year despite ongoing chain bottlenecks. Yeah, and its main uh, limiting factor was the chain bottleneck. No kidding. The supply chain bottlenecks. I mean, uh, factories in Austin started pumping out Model Ys uh, last year. Berlin, Germany uh, factory is waiting for final permits before revving up. Uh, Production for the Cybertruck and Roadster, I guess, has been delayed until 2023. Although I've been seeing... Social media posts about it, so it's still it's still happening. I guess you know, I guess maybe that's the main production for them, and uh, they're working. Uh, he said we are not currently working on the twenty five thousand dollar car. Okay, the electric vehicle people have been uh, hyped for. Okay, uh, we have enough on our plate right now. Good for you, Elon. Good for you. Keep it up, bro. It's all. It's all good. I mean you want to, the global chip shortage is real my friends. this is an amazing stat. all right the global chip shortage the commerce department report that they published a couple of days ago. today is the 27th of January 2022 for those of you listening live okay? U.S. companies have less than a five-day supply of semiconductors. That does not sound well. Uh, I would say, you know, and you think off the top, you hear that. You say, okay, well, there's a global chip shortage. Yeah, I gotcha. Companies, we still have them. They have a five-day supply. So if they're refurbishing, it's kind of like your grocery store bread shelves, right? They have a two-day supply, but they refurbish every two days. That's the problem with the supply chain bottlenecks, right? Because if there's a bottleneck, then you know on the third day, you got no bread. So uh, according to this, and according to Commerce Secretary Gina Aramondo, that's alarming. <laughs> uh, yeah. These levels, any production snags could destabilize supply chains. Yeah, uh, hello. Uh, Pre-pandemic, short chip inventories were uh, sitting around 40 days. So that's a huge difference. Huge, huge difference. According to this report from the Commerce Department, surveyed more than 150 companies that make and buy chips found that while demand for semiconductors jumped 17% from 2019 to 2021, there was no proportionate increase in supply. The shortages juiced up the price of cars, stoked inflation in other sectors, and made acquiring the PS5 a resume-addition-worthy skill. Huh. Hmm. Now, good news. Our government here in the united states is looking to pass legislation that would bolster the american semiconductor production oh oh that's good our government is going to save us they want to spend 52 billion dollars to uh su- for subsidies and give it to semiconductor makers who build factories in the u.s oh good now it's already passed in the senate but it's stalled in the house so gosh darn it I mean, if I'm a guy that wants to start a semiconductor factory, I'll take a couple of billion. Just, you know, help me get out my feet. That'd be great. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, for those of you that uh, want to contact me with any information, I appreciate it. You can do that by emailing me fat at com. You can follow me on Twitter at jeffyjfr. You can follow me on Getter at jeffyjfr. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram, which is Jeff Fisher Radio. Uh, if you are a subscriber to this show, look for a Saturday show. I sat down. <laughs> I sat down. Chris Cruz and I. Uh, sat down and started talking Royals, uh, yesterday and I just turned the mic on and said, we're just going to record it. Well, let's, let's just talk about it. I'm not going to, I won't bog you down my daily chewing the fat listeners with, uh, with Royal talk unless it's, you know, really worthy. But, uh, I, I mean, I think they're all worthy. I love the stupid Royal stories, but I know that, you know, a lot of people in America don't, but, uh, we sat down and recorded, uh. We recorded a little bit of a Saturday show to talk about the Royals. So look for that uh, this Saturday if you're a subscriber to Chewing the Fat. And if you're listening to this right now and you're not a subscriber, uh, nobody likes a freeloader, okay? So become a subscriber to Chewing the Fat. You can use the platform you're sneaking the listen in on right now, or you can find one that you prefer, but you need to become a subscriber. Nobody, nobody likes a freeloader, okay? Okay. Alright, congratulations to uh, Microsoft, by the way. I know they just got done spending uh, sixty-eight, sixty-nine billion billion to buy Activision. I'm sorry, $68.7 billion dollars in cash to buy Activision. But they just announced that uh, their revenue was better than expected. Good! Uh, I mean, they expected $50.88 billion dollars. And uh, gosh darn it, sometimes you just don't meet expectations. This time they did fifty one point seven three billion. They outdid expectations. So congratulations to uh, Microsoft. I see where uh, Microsoft and GM were at this big meeting with our president, and he was busy, you know, promoting his build back better plan is, and uh, you know, he was all, all happy about that. And by gosh, amazingly Microsoft president, Brad Smith wanted to say at the end of the meeting, I offer a full throated endorsement of the climate provisions. Oh my gosh. General Motors was there. CEO Mary Barra and noted the Detroit automaker is making big investments in electric vehicles. And it needs key provisions in the proposal. Oh, it does. So both Microsoft and General Motors need those key provisions in that in that plan. Huh. And that's amazing, right? I mean, that's amazing that I want a little bit of that money, too. And I just asked for it a little bit ago. Uh, so Give me a little bit of that cash, too. I really don't. I don't want any of their stupid money. But you know, whatever. It's just a big surprise. <laughs> uh, it's a big surprise that, uh, <laughs> uh, these companies would all be for these government plans. And it's just a coincidence that they're getting all this money when the plan passes. <laughs> it's just amazing to me how that, how that happens. <laughs> I see where Pfizer and BioNTech started their clinical trials for an Omicron specific vaccine. Uh, good. Congratulations. Congratulations. I should light up the applause sign because the results are going to help the pharma partners decide whether to replace their current vaccination formula with one that targets the most dominant COVID strain. Now, I'm guessing, and this is just me, I am not a doctor, I am not a scientist. I am not even just a pretend, well, I am a pretend scientist. I will just say that by the time this were to come to market, Omicron probably wouldn't be the most dominant COVID variant, but that's just me. And speaking of vaccines, I see where Dr. Fauci uh, has said that children younger than four will get three doses of COVID vaccines. Will they? Will they, Tony? Will they? I would say that leads me back into my campaign slogan. Uh, if I were to run for office, my campaign slogan would be, how about no? And as long as we're you know going down the congratulations row, let's congratulate Mark Cuban. He is launching the Cost Plus Drug Company, set up as costplusdrugs.com. Uh, 100 generic drugs to treat conditions like diabetes, uh, asthma. Cost Plus will not accept health insurance, but claims its prices will still be lower than what people would typically pay at a pharmacy. All drugs are priced at cost plus 15%. Okay. <laughs> so congratulations to Mark Cuban for that. It's actually kind of cool. I mean, according to a Gallup poll in September... 18 million Americans, 18 million Americans were not able to afford at least one prescribed medication in the previous three months. That's, that's pretty amazing. Uh, according to Mark Cuban, the company is building an $11 million drug manufacturing plant here in the DFW area where this show, Chewing the Fat, originates. And it hopes to complete be done by April. The plant uh, is going to allow the company to expand into injectables. So, I mean, congratulations. That's what we're doing, right? Congratulating people? Yes. Okay, that's the chewing the fat congratulations line. Hey, congratulations to China. The Olympics is still going on. And they don't have any snow. (laughs) Because, well, they were picked for the Winter Olympics, but where they're going to have people ski and snowboard, yeah, it really doesn't snow that much there. (laughs) And those are the two sites that the Olympic Committee picked. (laughs) So it's amazing that the Olympic Committee picked Those particular places, when it doesn't really snow there, (laughs) isn't that something you need for Winter Olympics? What do I know? So Beijing is going to uh, create uh, artificial snow for the ski and uh, the snowboard slopes. Oh, good. Uh, Excellent. Uh, Look, it only takes 2 million cubic meters of water uh, to create fake snow and provide athletes with optimal shredding conditions. <laughs> oh, and I know you got to make some fake snow. I get it. And I guess, you know, they made some, uh, fake snow at the Sochi Olympics back in 2014. And they made some fake snow in ping, uh, you know, in 2018. So, I, I, you know, it's all part of the deal. And I know that most of the ski slopes are making fake snow wherever you're at in America now around the world, because that's just the way it is, right? You want to have, you can't live with, oh, it's not a lot of snow out there. Uh, well, I can't go skiing. Nope. We'll go ahead and make sure there is a lot of snow out there. So, uh, remember, it does bring problems to the water supply, though. And according to this, I mean, China, who cares, right? They don't care. Uh, They're saying that, uh, well, it's putting an added strain on water supplies in an already arid region. Uh, 10% of the water consumed in one district of Zhangzhou will be diverted to make fake snow. So, uh, China doesn't care. Uh, they don't. So, oh, some people are gonna be uh, thirsty. So, <laughs> that's China's campaign motto. So, but hey, congratulations.